Hello and welcome to another episode of the podcast for the recently deceased. Uh, I am Nate Roberts. And I am Rodney Godek. How are you doing, brother? I'm doing great. As you can see, I have changed location. We are in my new shop called The Basement. Uh, I won't be opening for another couple weeks, uh, but it is a record, uh, vinyl record, and horror movie and memorabilia shop um, specializing in heavy metal punk and like indie indie rock, hip-hop, things like that. And then on the horror side, it's going to be Blu-ray as well as uh, like vinyl figures, NECA, that kind of stuff. Yeah, and also the location for where you're going to get murdered. Uh, yes, it's also my <laughs> it murder room. Yeah, yeah no, it's going to be great because it's just it's, – it's, the, the great thing about the way that you've set up the shop, or at least the idea of it, is that um, like it's very layered as far as basement and what that means to people – uh, what it signifies, like it's sort of the escape as a child sometimes, or maybe something fearful of as a child. But then as an adult, it's like a, a location that you want to utilize because it's like, oh, it's extra square footage. You can do stuff in here. And then it's like, you know, man caves. And there's, it list goes on and on. And, on. Uh, and your building being a somewhat historic building in, a, right. uh, in an urban, uh, well, a r- rural setting, but urban cityscape. Uh, there's a lot of history and who knows what is uh, dwelling down there. Yeah, and yeah, I think yeah. it's a perfect segue to begin our conversation with tonight's movie, and so that's awesome that you're finally in that space. Yeah, yeah, I'm really glad to be down here. I'm glad to be streaming from here. You know, we can we can turn this into a studio when it needs to be, and uh, it'll just be a retail space uh, the rest of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so tonight we are discussing *Barbarian*, written and directed by Zach. Gregor of Whitest Kids You Know fame. Um, I was a big Whitest Kids fan. Were you? Yeah, slow jerking it, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> um, starring Georgina Campbell, Bill Skarsgård, and Justin Long. Um, this movie was excellent. Um, to just, you know, say briefly, um, I had, a, I had a, a great time. I took Anastasia, she enjoyed it too, which you know is is not the easiest thing to come by. Uh, no, but, uh, <laughs> Zach, uh, Anastasia is a tough nut to crack, uh, yeah. <laughs> especially with horror. Film in general, she's a very uh, discerning eye with what she likes, and so to penetrate that hardened Russian exterior, you got to have just the right kind of mix, and then uh, you did it. So kudos to Zach on that one. Absolutely, absolutely. But uh, how how packed was your theater? Uh, unfortunately, the theater I saw at the first showing at my local theater, um, which is a larger Cineplex, um, but there was maybe a dozen people in there, uh, which was unfortunate. But I saw it Thursday night. You saw it Monday last night. Uh, uh, yeah. How full was it? Last night, 6 p.m. showing, so the prime time showing, and there were I want to say like two or three couples and a single, so l- less than ten. Yeah, um, which is unfortunate. I envy the people that got to see it in a large audience. Um, I really would have enjoyed that because there's a lot in the film that there is to laugh at or also to be frightened by, and I would have loved to have heard other people responding similar or dissimilar to how I was responding. And I think the general feeling of this film is that it's very, very fun uh, no matter what. Uh, When there was a couple that was leaving or a group of three people that were sitting behind me, they were leaving and they recognized someone in the front row. I think they had worked there or maybe they both knew people that worked there. So they understood that they recognized that person from other times they'd been in the theater. And this, this chick goes, um, that was a weird movie, huh? Did you like that? That was a weird movie. And I'm like, huh, that's an interesting take. I get, okay. Yeah. I mean, I get that. Um, but it's like, I don't know how, I don't know what that person's into. Like I, it must not be a horror fan. I think that this is a slam dunk for horror fans, so I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was their take. Did Did you hear anything from people in yours? I didn't hear anything. In fact, it was it was completely silent except for Anastasia and I, who were you know talking to each other about the movie while it was happening. We were we were laughing at the right moments, and we were yeah. you know going like, oh, that was awesome at the right moments, and and really just silence from the rest of the audience, unfortunately. Yeah, it's such a weird thing. Yeah, we live in a weird area. Um, Man, we gotta. It'd be great to be into a 
I think I might drive out to uh to Syracuse to a prime time showing one of these times. It's just look, dude. You know how I feel about it in general. I hate kids in theaters, mm-hmm. and when I say kids, I mean like teenagers. And right. <laughs> um, and but in general, everyone's on their goddamn phone. You see the screen nonstop, and and I can't help because usually there's going to be a couple of disinterested people. They all went to the movies, but a handful of them don't want to really be there, so they're just going to fuck with their phone, yeah. and it sucks. It completely sucks, and it that I have OCD type shit. Like certain things grate me, and it just puts me in a bad mood. So I know it'll ruin my viewing experience. I want to go to a full theater with people that want to be there that are going to be engaged, and right. I, I you don't you don't get to just pick that when you go to a public space. Yeah. All right, I don't have to be an old curmudgeon about it anymore. Right, um, okay. so, so um, before we start, I just got to point out my awesome uh, LGBT scream shirt and scream one behind me on the CRT. Yes, that is a VHS, and you can tell it's a CRT as the scan line goes through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, all right, moving on. Ron, <laughs> do you, you want to intro this one? Sure, and let me pull up the I'm the bees. Uh This is a brief IMDb one here. Um, interesting. So, Barbarian, 2022, rated R, 142 runtime. Our 42 minutes. A woman staying at an Airbnb discovers that the house she has rented is not what it seems. Now, I'll be honest. I could have sworn that there was a longer descriptor at some point that I remember reading. might have been the Google one or what have you. But, um, I mean, I think nothing has really swayed too far from that description uh, right. with any of the other ones. They might have listed something else like that she yeah. discovers someone's already there. Uh, you know. Yeah, I like how vague uh, it is. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I got to point out that rating seven point seven. That is like near perfect godlike score for a horror movie on IMDb. Like IMDb. I mean, yeah, we'll see, how, we'll see if it stays. <laughs> so we will we'll, real quickly because we're we do this anyways. Our format is that we're going to have a pretty broad strokey conversation about the the big feelings of the movie. Uh, and then get to a rating, and then we're going to cut to uh, the minutia of it and all the cool details that are the gushy parts. In general, though, um, all of our conversation is going to probably get into spoilers, and so this film specifically is its sort of really relevant that you not know anything about it uh, before you watch it, because a lot of the fun of it is in the unfolding of the story as it happens. And so any information really past the trailer, and to be to me, the trailer includes plenty of spoilers itself. I wouldn't yeah. want to have seen it, uh, which I hadn't. Um, go in as blind as you can, and you will see. This film debuted uh, and came out of the weekend with a $10 million box office uh, for – that's amazing for, considering how it was made the impetus of it, uh, Zach Kreger being first time, uh, horror director, writer, director. Um, so, and it's that doing that well in theaters because of the word of mouth and because everyone is saying, don't know shit, just go see it. You have yeah. to see it. So we recommend that everyone do that before they listen to our talk. But I just want to put that out there early so that we don't get caught up in any of the other details about it. Exactly. So to get to the conversation, uh, we're going to just give you the, the broad strokes with our score um so barbarian for me um was was so good uh it was exciting to watch it so it was like a popcorn horror like thriller but the the meaning behind it the the stuff you can read into you know the the message if you will um it's it's there. It's not too subtle. Um, the twists and turns. Uh, you know, I'm usually really good at predicting this stuff. Uh, if you watch the show, you you would know. Um, I did not. I didn't see anything coming in this movie. <laughs> like, awesome. <laughs> every single every single one of these turns, I was like, oh shit, oh shit. <laughs> Like, yeah, it reminds me of whenever, <laughs> when I watched that. Uh, that's, that's exciting because I felt the same way, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and and if you watch the past few episodes, you'll know that, like, some big twists I definitely guess or, or see coming. I didn't see shit coming in this movie, and that 
is the most fun part about this movie. I totally agree with your comment about the spoilers. Don't even watch the trailer. The trailer is too much. I didn't watch the trailer yeah. before. I watched the trailer after. Yeah. Just just because of that reason. Right, just to see what the talk was about. Like Because I, heard, I saw some people saying, uh, the trailer doesn't give anything away. And I was like, I will be the judge of that. <laughs> yeah. I watched it. Yeah. And I'm like, no, fuck that noise. Like, I can't, I yeah. can't, I can't vouch for that. Don't yeah. see that fucking trailer. Don't it's watch a good trailer. trailer. It plays the heightened tension of the first act of this movie, and it kind of, but it gives you a lot of what's going on, and then it gives you like the beats of something happening. And I'm sorry, but those are crucially interesting, creative pieces of information that are so exciting to see unfold, not knowing that they're going to fucking unfold. Yeah. So, in summation, uh, my short, short review is. Uh, for uh, heady, nearly art house horror in its message, but in its delivery, um, you know, kind of like a, uh, without giving spoilers, I can't really say much more, except that it is, uh, it is definitely like an, an action-y kind of thriller um, in the back half. Um, I give it an 8 out of 10. It's it's gonna be in it's probably gonna be in my top five. Didn't quite make the nine. Yeah. But it's it's a solid eight. That's a, a fair score. Um, I agree. I think that this movie works in how fun it is. This is a, a horror movie that does keep you guessing, keeps you on your toes, will surprise you, but will also give you plenty of times to just dread what's happening or to be fearful what's happening. Plenty of scares, but plenty of excitement and plenty of laughs. This is the kind of film that has all of those elements that make horror a genre that just bleeds into all others and showcases the greatest emotions that one could experience in the runtime that it has. Uh, Much like Malignant last year in that it was the most fun horror ride that I had. And that's why it won best of the year. This has that same kind of vibe. Uh, I don't know where it's going to end for me, but it definitely is going to be, it's definitely in the top five right now, I would say. And it has the fun factor. It's not going to be something that's going to rack you and make you like uh, dread it over days. It's going to make you think about how much goddamn fun it was to go through all of that. And you'll recount all the interesting twists and turns in the lines and the interactions that made it so fun. Um, so for me, I, I landed right at the same spot. It's an, it's an 8 out of 10. Um, I think that there were just maybe a couple moments that were pacing, dwindled just a hair, um, and could have had more... Uh, given me more to chew on or more either through more visual surprises of things that were going on or more absurdity. Um, Cause that felt like a little bit restrained. Um, and we'll get into the details about how it could have been pushed or where it worked as it was, but it's, it's great because it's, it does so many different things. Uh, and I like when you talked about the possible messaging, it's very um, current of our, landscape culturally right now at least in the u.s and it so it it has all those references and uh conversations to weigh it down or to ground it to to give to into and it plays with them i've seen people complain and and otherwise but it, it utilizes them and it makes it interesting and fun to engage with but it doesn't hinder or heavily handed force feed you that kind of stuff it's just there in its background, and it helps inform characters and characters' decisions and characters' interactions in a really fun and exciting way. It's just the right amount of, like, here's a little bit of this, and it puts it in your head, and you're chewing on it, and it makes you interpret what's going on screen in a unique light that would make it, that makes it more fun than if it were just boilerplate. None of that backstory exists. These are just characters doing this random stuff, like right. traditional horrors usually are. So I think it's a great marriage of wanting to do a traditional horror, but putting these other elements in there to have it make more sense and be more prescient today. So eight out of 10, definitely top five. Can't say where it's going to be, but I'm, I feel really strong about it. It's, it's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great movie. Uh, that being said, now we'll start the spoiler section of the conversation. So if you have not seen the movie, stop now, uh, come back later. 
Um, all right. To your point, to the point you just made. Yeah. The segment with Tess and Keith uh, was 40 minutes long. Yeah. They could have cut that down. Or yeah. they could have cut that down by 10 minutes easy. They could have, and they could have, given us more of a chase in the basement um, before sh- uh, the mother catches Keith. Um, to, you know, yeah, that's us- fair. But we also have been in plenty of movies where there's like nonstop dark corridors, dimly lit, where yeah. you hear a noise and pitter pattering and a screaming sure. and a this. And it's like, okay, yeah, we get it. It, we've been there before too, so who's yeah. to say if that would be a worthy uh, swapping of of runtime uh, on screen time? But um, I don't think it was for me the setup that that languished a bit too long. Uh, it was uh, once you found out what was was going on. It like like the the cops was seemed a little bit like I get it, but it was maybe a little bit unnecessary. You could have like done something else there, you know, or like wasn't super crucial i i get it you know it's like oh they don't yeah. believe her she's crazy uh, black lady in this rundown detroit neighborhood of course she's she's well, and she was so dirty too like i know uh, she, yeah she, she had just been two weeks <laughs> on mother's milk yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> like i'm sure she's cracked out of her mind um but it was like a little bit over the top but i, I uh, there's also part of me that understands and appreciates the the ham of that too there's yeah. cheese factor there that i think is essentially like where it's misogynistic or they just don't trust it's a woman. They don't trust her. It's patriarchy. They don't trust her. Yeah. Or, and also we've got bigger fish to fry and we don't see shit right now. That makes us believe anything that you're saying. We can't waste our time. True. So we True. just got to go to something else. Like, you know, they've got to have blinders on and to deal with all the other bullshit that I'm sure they're dealing with. So it, it made sense. But for me, that was like the, Oh, a spot to trim some fat, I think. Yeah. Uh, so one of the things right off the bat that I thought was was brilliant that they did. Um, so in in Act One, um, it's it's Georgina Campbell as Tess, Bill Skarsgård as Keith. Uh, Keith is already in the Airbnb. Uh, Tess shows up, and he says, "You know what?" He invites her in. He says, "Let's just share it." She after you know a, she fails at a few different attempts to find something else. She's like, "I'll sleep on the couch. You sleep in the bed." Because uh, he's a he's he believes he's being a gentleman, you know. Mm-hmm. He even he even goes outside and brings her bags in, and she's like, "You shouldn't, you didn't have to do that." He's like, "I'm the only one with a raincoat." Anyway, he's being super nice, but you know, you've got this this creep factor, right? So she, and she's aware of it. Like, mm-hmm. is this guy gonna murder me in my sleep? Um, you know, we get close-ups of the door being locked every time she closes the door behind her. Yeah, it was great. Uh, a lot of good. Um Cinema, uh, the cinematography was shot well oh, yeah. uh, with the interior, but the decision to, of how to, what information to give you as a viewer of what yeah. was happening and what you're paying attention to was was smart. I liked seeing those the, the handles um, with the yeah. button on them. Yeah, because 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 the one time like they they share or you know he has a glass of wine, they have a nice conversation, and then she goes to bed and she doesn't lock it. Yeah, she forgets. And then yeah. the, because you know. She's she's a little comfortable. Yeah, her guard's after, down after, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, after this time, and and then so then you're like, oh no, it's uh-huh. gonna it's gonna happen now. She forgot to lock the door. He can get in, and yeah. so this is this is the brilliant part. The obviously the writing is great. Um, we'll, we'll probably say that ten more times in this episode. Uh, but casting Bill Skarsgård, mm-hmm. I think, is one hundred percent done on purpose. Yeah, be, because we're so used to him as a villain as a viewer mm-hmm. that that they cast him just to fake you out like to yeah yeah like i like, i'm pretty i i think there's an interview where he gets into that but I'm, i think that that Craiger kind of like uh, that was the idea that he liked the idea that that's how everyone's seeing him that's how they're coming to the screen like there's baggage there with how yeah. he, his on-screen presence is right where and and the way that the whole first act with them two is shot and done and written the tension is so yeah thick. yeah yeah every moment i'm waiting for for yeah keith to to start killing this with to like you know something she, to happen yeah they, like he, it's him she, that's she, gonna turn or, yeah it's it's his house and he just airbnbs right. it and kills anyone who shows up 
she goes down. He's got some other Airbnb. Yeah. He's got some other place, and he's like yeah, telling her yeah. he doesn't trust her. Like everything, yeah. the way he's wording it, his over niceness with certain things. Yeah, it's all he, layered. He, well, he wanted uh, her to. Ha- he wanted her to drink the tea. She didn't drink the tea. He wanted to give her the wine. He even said, "I noticed you drink didn't drink the tea. You probably think I'm some kind of weirdo. So I waited for you to come out of the shower or the bathroom so you could watch me open the bottle of wine, so you could yeah. trust. So you could trust me. And it's." And it's done in it's done in such a way where you're like, this guy is trying to fucking kill this this lady. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, but like, and think about um, think about Fresh. You know, this has oh, similarities yeah. with the first act of Fresh, like where you're yeah. like, this seems like it, like this one, you know that something is going to be amiss because of the way that it is structured and shot, like where yeah. it is already questioning. But in Fresh, it's like it's just the relationship, and you don't have anything and how are they going to pull the rug and then the fucking title card and this film does the same thing but they give you a little bit of uh scare with the noises and everything at the end of the night uh and then culminating in the journey downstairs but like that switch to the fucking california dreaming uh was like the fresh moment for me i was i thought right. of, i was like oh my god they like i just went from must appear horror tension release to now i'm like what where am i what what, yeah. what is going on like right, what are you right. doing yeah. And that that I was so discombobulated and it's so weird. You're like, what the fuck? I forgot this guy was even in this movie. What is going how does this connect? And it's uh it's so perfect. Yeah. Uh, but Christ, everything in that first act is like um exactly how you create tension with just the two characters and just dialogue and just the situation of what's going on. Situational drama, like weird shit. Uh <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, she gets to the basement. She, yeah, opens, she, has... she, she opens a secret door at the end of the hallway. Yeah, I mean, it's late for me, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Six o'clock prime time. Just yeah. got out of the fucking early bird special. Uh, uh, so she gets, yeah. she, fi- she finds this fucking murder room, right? It's got like a cot, a, a camera a cam- pointed at camcorder, it, a bloody yeah. handprint on the wall. And And when you see it for the first time, you're like, this is Keith's murder room. You don't I think know. It's, you don't think it's a murder room. Mm. You no, think it's yeah. his murder room. Like yeah. so the, the twist there. Oh, the twist is insane. You, yeah. you know, she she finds the room, she goes upstairs, she's like, "I'm fuck out of here. You should you should be too." He's like, "What are you talking about?" She's like, "Crazy murder room." He's like, "No way. I'm not leaving. I paid for my Airbnb." I don't, but I don't, this is also too like this whole situation like it's it's still dangling uh, you know that it's him like yeah he seems to have saved her because right so she she discovers that she goes to leave because she finds the the further uh she opens the other back panel the other back the panel yeah and she's like I'm getting the fuck out of here she's done with that you know she even says yeah. nope she which, says nope uh, which <laughs> a sidebar uh. The director had mentioned he talked to he showed Jordan Peele the movie and he talked to him about it and he he like said are you cool with that and Jordan Peele was like yeah leave it he doesn't <laughs> you know and so that's kind of a cool little behind the scenes sure um but so she's waiting for him to show up he finally does and she's like tapping on the window the key and everything and and so he um he saves her but yeah she's trying to convince him and he's like I what are you talking about like yeah that whole part of where he's questioning what she's talking about seeing there, because we still think like for a good bit, this is, he knows all of this. Yeah. And so him going down there and be like, it's fine. Just, just wait here. Okay. Just don't go just yet. Wait just, yeah. just wait. Oh, like, I'm going to go check it out. And then he doesn't respond, you know, and you're like, Oh, what the, what? You're like, why? Is she luring her and down she, there now? And then, yeah, so and like, then she I'm starts like, going and you're she, like, she, what she are goes, you doing? She goes down the stairs. You're like, Oh my God. She's going to walk right into his trap. I'm still like, I know, I yeah. know Bill Skarsgård's the villain. I'm the viewer, and I know that he's gonna get her in yeah. one of these cages that she walks by. She looks at the cages. There's yeah, because once we get down them. there, it's like I, we're we our, our nerves are super yeah, tense yeah. right now, and like every little visual and darkness because uh, it's just her flat her uh, phone, you know, it's terrifying, yeah. and you don't hear anything. You just hear his faint cries of help or whatever. Right, and, and she's it, just in the corridor. She sees those cages. It's weird and, all, and gross. She sees the room, right? Yeah. She sees the she, room. Oh, she sees the room with the with the breastfeeding video. Yep. Um, which the, the which blanket. is which is actually something you have to remember. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And then, and yeah, she can, and then she just hears, you hear the, the dark, you just see the darkness, and she just look him, and it's like right. one of the best jump scares of the fucking movie. Right. He comes out of it, and he's like crawling. Crawling, yeah, crawling at, on at all her. fours, like, <laughs> someone, someone bit me. Someone like, bit me. What? And she's like, what? Him, and him this... emerging, crawling, <laughs> yeah. completely unexpected. Oh, you know, yeah. That's not what you would expect. And then you get the the second jump scare of this this gnarly, fully naked, covered in dirt, ratty hair, freaking weird ass teeth. Yeah. Like comes out to like over just him. Emerge from darkness. Grabs yeah. him by the Grab side him. of the head and just crush, crush, crush up against the thing, and then and then it cuts right away. Immediately, yeah. Cut back to cut to to, to, just, to Justin Long in a convertible. <laughs> Uh, singing some song on the radio. Yeah, I wasn't paying. A, I couldn't. I couldn't remember. I didn't bother to relook what the song was. Well, but he's got all the lyrics, it. and he and he's singing along. Uh, man, that first that first segment was just so well done, and it's it's a it's this kind of movie over here. Um, but now we're in we're in a different movie now. Right. And <laughs> there's a different kind of story. This uh, and so whenever I was talking earlier about the necessity to having this kind of backstory. I've read a few people because on Rotten Tomatoes, I will look when movie that I feel so strongly positive about is uh, whenever there's a few negative reviews, I want to see where the perspective is that they have. So I'll pull up the negative review and I'll see, okay, what is it that didn't, that didn't work or what are they trying to have an issue with? And for uh, the two that I read on the top critics is like that there is an issue that they have, like where they feel like there's supposed to be commentary. It's like, he's trying to be Jordan Peele with get out and us, but it lacks this, this, and this. And, um, and like he spent so much time just trying to figure out the mystery, but nothing's really worth the the juice isn't worth the squeeze more or less. And I'm just just like, I know you like to figure things out, but for me, sometimes it's good to just experience a fucking movie, guys. Like you don't have to put on your goddamn Sherlock Holmes cap and try to figure it out before the fucking end to prove to yourself that you're the goddamn best. If it happens naturally just from watching it and something clicks and it just triggers, then great, okay. Uh, but that's not the goal of watching a movie to figure it out before anyone else does. It's to experience it. And this is an experience. So, but, so the angle of Justin, uh, AJ, Justin Long's character, yeah. having his cloud nine moment, uh, happy as shit, pig and shit type sunshine actor. He's got a great show going phone call. You've been accused of rape, sexual assault. Uh, we're letting you go. We're letting like, you go. Yeah. You need, you get to get, get your house in order. We'll see. And but like the the conversation is hilarious because they're it, they're so cold and he's yeah. like, wait, what the fuck? That this that didn't happen. Um, this whole point of him going through this informs and in what what he's experiencing informs how entertaining and and exciting it is to see everything else later in the movie. Him having this in the background is extremely relevant to everything else that's going to happen. Right. Both the good and the bad. Uh, so it's super relevant. And it's hilariously written with the, this incredulous attitude that he has as this Hollywood star of sorts. And everyone just like bailing on him because of this accusation. Now, we both feel pretty confident, you know, by the time that things progress further, it's very clear that AJ's a fucking dick yeah. and not a good guy. Yeah. Like he... But, for a little bit, you definitely want to give him the benefit of the doubt, and he does play it sympathetically, um, except for the use of this phrase, that fucking bitch, which he does say over and over and over again. Yeah, and I, like, I think every time he says it, you you feel less like he is innocent. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, it's like there's there's plenty of time where like you can see his face react, and he does seem to have genuine disbelief. Yeah, but to be honest. That is what a person that did something bad that is unaware or doesn't care to think about right, the fact right. that they could be doing something bad because they're not – they don't care about that other person. They don't see them as a – you know. And so it, it's – even if you do have sympathy towards him, it quickly goes away and becomes uh, hilariously fun to watch him uh, – to wait and try to – hope that he gets his comeuppance by the end of the uh, movie. Right. But everything was just done great. Everyone's bailing on him. And so the whole point, and, like, and this is where I was like, well, what the fuck is going on? And his, his 
his agent or his uh, his money manager is dropping him. Yeah. He's like, you're out of money. This I'm letting you go at the end of the week. You're going to get your files back. And they talk about his assets, and his assets are these houses that are in Detroit. He has to go to the Detroit because that's where he's got to get his shit to right. maybe look at selling some properties, and that's what brings him back to the Airbnb. It is a hilariously fun and smart way to tie in this completely random character into the plot of the movie that's already going on. Right. Uh, this, to me, was like the smartest fucking thing about the movie because it's one thing to do the excitement of the first act, but to now have this, this other character that's in the situation under these pretenses led to the funniest moments of the film, yeah. which was completely necessary to break the tension and to keep it fun and exciting and action-y. Uh, man. <laughs> so. Yeah. So, uh, so Justin Long gets to the house, right? Um, 437 Barbary Street, something like that. Uh, 476. 476 Barbary Street, yes. Um, and he sees the bags of two people. <laughs> yeah. He's he like, he's spitting he out the lady that runs the yeah. property. Like, what are you talking about? That's a pretty stupid fucking system. Yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. clean it until it gets rented? What if someone just trashed the place? Yeah, how would I know? How would I know that someone didn't just trash the place? And he, he kind of spends the night there, right? Like, because he goes yeah. out with his buddy, um, which is which yeah. is the, the first time that you're like, okay, this guy is a piece of shit. Is um, when he he's out with his buddy and he kind of tells him the story and he tells it in a very like bro down we're still in college kind of fashion. Yeah, well they're both you know both shit faced and he's like yeah. just talking about it in the most you know uh, misogynistic type way. Yeah. Like, like, and and I I thought it was great like he's like you you know me though I'm persistent and I'm pers- she didn't yeah, want to yeah. at first but we kept talking and then she was totally into it man she was. She was down. She was so into it, like eventually, yeah, and so yeah. like it's like, yeah, this is that is that is not okay. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. That In is, any okay, way, all right. And uh, yeah, to he, that he's persistent. It's like, yeah, that doesn't sound like it was a good thing, dude. Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, and then he comes back. Uh, I can't remember. I think does he, does he discover downstairs beforehand, or is it until after? It must be after, yeah, because he's hungover. Yeah, it's after, yeah. Yeah, but fuck. Well, because so, all this stuff happens during the day. Right. Like yeah. like like they go downstairs during the day both times, right? Right. Um because and we will learn this later because the mother goes out at night. Mhm. <laughs> to hunt for Right. Uh, and I guess the the only <laughs> other time that we could have assumed that was earlier whenever we heard whenever Tessa's door was open, we could be led, after you haven't seen it, it was like, "Oh, the mother was fucking out wandering around." Wandering around. That's that was the noise, right? Yeah. Or yeah. Um or why the door was open. Um all right, so so Justin goes down, and I'm this a little... is like one of the best moments of the movie is uh, because uh, okay, yeah. So let me. I just wanted to double check that we had that order right. It doesn't really. It's not crucial, crucial, but uh, ba, 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 ba. yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see AJ. Right, yeah, this one doesn't even mention the thing. But yeah, so he goes in the basement, and he finds the back room. But he is looking through lens of, I own this property. Yeah. I see money now. <laughs> so and this is the funniest <laughs> fucking scene, dude. This is so good. Nonstop lasts for the next, like, five minutes. Yeah, he, he gets a gets tape, tape measure. measure. <laughs> He's measure. He runs upstairs, and he pops up his Google. Can basement unfinished basement count towards square footage like he's like and it's like yeah. everyone's already because he's looking at the dollar signs and he's like he's reading what he's reading uh out loud like uh, it can't yeah. be counted towards square footage but it can be included in, but it can't and he's like oh but i can't so he's just trying to how can i get more yeah. money out of this and he goes to, and he keeps discovering more and more he sees the back door and he's like oh yes yeah. he's like he's measuring the stairs like 9 10 11 this is awesome he yeah. sees the cages he's like what awesome and he keeps measuring <laughs> he measures that room yeah and it's so fucking great because you know the horror that occurred and you already have an idea of what horrors could have occurred on top of the fact that you already saw something happen so your mind is reeling but this buffoon is in here acting as if it's no big fucking deal you know it's like it's like the ignorance is bliss type thing and it's exciting as hell because at any moment 
it, you know, the balloon could pop, and right. that tension is is right there. But it, you're still laughing at every part of it. Yeah. Uh, to me, like that was such <laughs> a great release to just enjoy and laugh and laugh and laugh at that scene. Oh, it was uh, so good. Yeah. Now, um, does he just it, does he does he find her? Or does he just fall in the hole? Uh, she chases him or something like yeah. yeah he it, he hears something and he runs and then he falls into the and the trap yeah. shuts. Yeah, and the trap shuts and 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 there's Tess and she's yeah. alive. And mm-hmm. uh, it's been two weeks uh, since yeah she's the been at, yeah. yeah since the incident. Um, so very shortly after they're in there or after he falls in there, the mother, yeah like moments later yeah, yeah, she mother, comes and she comes she opens the thing she puts down this bottle um, full of milk. And she's trying to make him drink from it, and sh- and Tess is like, "Drink the fucking milk, drink, drink yeah. the fucking milk." She like she knows like, don't, don't upset she, her. You don't don't upset her. This is what you have to do. She like you have yeah. to yeah, drink, the drink the milk. Uh, but he's like, "Fuck that." Yeah. Uh, she uh, Tess drinks it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she, Tess, Tess drinks it. First. Tess drinks and he, it, and he refuses to. So she fucking thing. yanks him out and takes him to the uh, to the nursing room yeah. to fucking show him how to, to do it. To nurse from the teat, yeah, uh, which is fucking disgusting, but totally awesome. So while this is <laughs> yeah. happening, while this is happening, Tess tries to make her escape, and uh, of course, and he had a knife, uh, so he, he dropped it. So she yeah. now has the knife, um, and uh, I think she kind of leaves him, right? She leaves him in the uh, in the nursery, <laughs> like she she walks past it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so um. She uh try to think. Well, yeah, because she hears uh she trips over um She trips over the some, tape. The tape measure, the, the yeah. Tape the measure. tape measure. So it alerts the mother and so she has to run and run and right. she gets to the window and she's knocking on the window she and this breaks is where the we meet uh, uh, yeah, she breaks the window and she meet, we meet Andre right uh right outside. She gets out of the window and the mother's there and she's like and but she doesn't yeah. come out. She goes back she goes back in. Now, uh, interesting point here is this is the second time we've seen Andre, although we didn't see Andre's face before. He was approaching the house when Tess was outside earlier in the film, going yeah. don't, go, don't go in that house, lady! Don't go in that house! <laughs> <laughs> and you're, yeah. like, you're like, oh, here's a, here's a crazy crackhead interaction that she's been warned about because of this bad neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, you know, because she was there for a job interview. There's all sorts of, like, uh, exposition yeah. that we skipped over. Um, right. But it's all it's all integral and it all matters. Like everything that like once again beautifully written. Like I said, we were going to yeah. say that a bunch of times. And <clears throat> this is where then Andre more or less tells her like, uh, you know, she's not the only thing bad down there, and uh, yeah. she's lived there her whole life, and uh, uh, she comes out at night, and that's why you know I, you got to get out of here. Uh, but she's like, I gotta, I have to I'd go save, save him. him. I, can't yeah, I can't leave him down there. He'll leave an innocent um, guy in there. Yeah. And, yeah, and so then this then it flashes back to to Frank, uh, real quick in the '80s, and it gives you like the backstory. And this is again another movie. This yes. is its own little yes. set piece. It's at this point where I can we can pause for a moment and say that a lot of people were con- comparing this movie to Malignant, and I, I don't think that's a fair comparison at all. To me, mm-hmm. this feels a lot more like Pulp Fiction or a Tarantino-style horror film. Um, because these it, these acts are are delineated like very um, obviously they uh, they they change the the pace of the movie they change mm-hmm. the feel of the movie as they move um, they're all about different characters and you're getting all the backstory that you need um, as you go so I would I would liken it more to a Tarantino esque uh, horror film than I would yeah, say. Yeah, the it's, people that talk about Malignant, I think it's just in the same breath of like the funness the of fun, Malignant. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the surprise yeah. of how absurd things go. Because by the end of this movie, there wasn't a ton of absurdity just yet. The breastfeeding and and all that does have absurd qualities to it, but it's not over-the-top uh, ridiculousness like Malignant. Yeah. Backwards-facing. Like, uh, e- like everything about Malignant. <laughs> <laughs> telepathic monster, like a tumor monster. It's it's great. So it's not at the same level, but I understand the relationship. But it, it, it yeah. it's what yeah. it is. Uh, they could have oh, had yeah, a, this... they they could have had a group of bums uh, when Andre gets attacked, and she could have killed <laughs> she could have killed all of them. Oh, that yeah, that would have been a, fucking, a lot yeah. more like uh, like the police uh, seat yeah, uh, lobby right. scene. <laughs> yeah, the uh, 
the holding I, cell. I would give right. that some points uh, towards yeah. towards malignant. <laughs> so um, with the flashback scene is another. It's like just like the first act, where it's gonna. It's like its own little snippet of a film that is just tension and fear-inducing, and it's like what you would see with an unsolved mysteries reenactment kind of, right. where you hear the guy's voice talking and. Frank would wear Carlos's uniform and he did such and such like, so it's just more or less Frank is the homeowner of 476 Barbary back in the eighties. He, did you see him go to the store? He's looking to get all these things that are <laughs> rapey sex dungeony type supplies. Uh, and then he's out in the car. By the way, the, the over-the-shoulder POV shots, like, oh, really Oh, yeah, I, I loved the shots of the flashback. Oh, it was yeah, gorgeous. It I was mean, super crisp. It looked like an idyllic-type thing. And again, it was like, at that time, the neighborhood was thriving. Right. Uh, but as his neighbor said he was selling, it was like on a way out. It was turning to a different kind of housing project uh, situation, and right. people were getting out while they could, and Frank wasn't going to. But yeah, so it, he sees a woman loading groceries in across the street from where he is. And he's just like, I'm following her. And it doesn't seem like there's any rhyme or reason. He just noticed her. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to follow her. And he does. He gets to a trunk and he puts on Carlos's jumpsuit, knocks on the door and says, I'm such and such from the company. I got to check something. And he does it and he gets in, he unlocks the window. He says, thanks. You have a good day. Everything's fine. And that's all that you see of the flashback. Yeah. Uh, well, you see oh, him no, go back goes, to the house. He goes back to the house, and well, yeah, but he did shopping before he got in there. Yeah, he oh, yeah. he buys everything. He gets in the car, but he goes back to his house. That's when his neighbor tells him that he's going to be selling. He said he's not selling. He goes to his back door, the basement door, and you hear yeah. screams. You hear screams, and like, and, goes, and, and, and that that closes and then, that. Yeah. Now, the, real real quick, that whole sh- thing is awesome. <laughs> yeah, in the shopping too. Uh, he gets helped by uh, an attendant. Uh, um, oh, the clerk, yeah. Yeah. He gets the breastfeeding video. Yes, he gets the breastfeeding video. Well, you know. Because he's going to be doing a home birth. He's doing a home birth, and he doesn't have a midwife, but he's asking for, like, plastic uh, sheets, and he's asking for yeah. diapers and all sorts of other stuff. Anyway, she's like, you're going to want this, and she, she throws the breastfeeding video in there. And that, yeah, I and that connects with that. That was a really nice um, touch. <laughs> but just the way that, you know, there's this lifelessness in his portrayal like it's just like another day in the office i found my mark i got in i opened up her window i'm gonna be back and i'm gonna fucking uh kidnap her and then bring her to my sex dungeon later it's so fucking dark but it's just it's just matter of fact and it's it's just all up here that all that fear and concern is and that's the other thing there's restraint here in this movie and that it doesn't show you all that stuff you don't need to see all that stuff the videotapes that get that happen pretty soon here you don't need to see it it's enough to hear a little bit and to just see the fucking sheer quantity in the spines yeah anyways anyways yeah well and justin long's reaction is is amazing i know (laughs) no one ever gives justin long like any credit i think as an actor like i i've always liked justin long like even from the accepted and dodgeball days like I've always liked Justin Long uh, in everything well, he's look, done. I love Jeepers Creepers. Sure. Um, Je- Jeepers Creepers has been written off due to director's misconduct. Uh, and right. But I don't think that, I mean, <laughs> it's still a great fucking movie. Uh, disassociate sure. if you want the artist from the art. Uh, if you're able to, if you're not, whatever. People still say Woody Allen's awesome. Roman Polanski's awesome. There's a lot of bad shit. I'm not yeah. excusing any behavior. Jeepers Creepers as a movie is fucking cool. Yeah. Um, and Justin Long is excellent in it. You can't, you know, don't take yeah. that from him. Right, so, right, yeah. Whatever. Which, again, well, is also it, referenced by the end of this movie with the eyes and yeah. the uh, Jeepers Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, he also he also did Tusk, which, you know, so, so Justin Long We has... don't talk about Tusk. Hey, hey, hey. We, we don't say... talk about Bruno. We don't <laughs> talk about Tusk. <laughs> F- fuck. Kevin Smith. All I'm saying, up. all I'm saying, he has horror pedigree. Uh, you know, it's more than just Jeepers Creepers. Right, but <laughs> pedigree and Tusk, not uh, in the hey, same sentence. A lot of people like Tusk. Tusk is yeah. is. They, uh, there's a lot of fucking dumb people in this world. I'm sorry to say, unfortunately, Tusk, we live Tusk we live getting, amongst them. Tusk is getting a sequel. Uh, people have been talking about that, and yeah. hey, um, <laughs> you know. 
I, I, I can't understand why uh, Clerks 3 must not have performed as strongly and they want to waste more money, I guess. I, I guess. I don't know. So at any rate, to get back to concluding our story, this is uh, we're ramping up to the final third act here. We jump back. We got Frank's backstory. And now we are uh, on the verge of seeing where things go. Um, how? Uh, right. All right. Where a- are this we? Is, we jump back. This is where AJ, um, because the mother went to chase after AJ, I think he right. gets out of there. Now he's on the run. Uh, and he gets to that hallway where he sees the bell, and then he goes to the door, and he finds the door, and he knows the mother's chasing. He keeps looking back, but he knows the right. mother's chasing. She will not come to where he's at. He's at that door. She's afraid of that door. She right. backs away. He goes in. This is where Frank is. Right. So Frank is super old and dying. Uh, oh, I will not forget about Drag Me to Hell. Uh, Tom, thank you for reminding uh, us of a good... Oh, just, Justin Long, yeah. Justin Long Horror, all right. Um, so Frank's old, he's in bed and, and he's, he's just like coughing and, and yeah, this he's guy's not, like, can't even use words. He's just motioning. Yeah. He's like, we got to get out of here. And then he, uh, you know, or Justin Long's like, we, yeah, we got AJ, we got to get out of here. Um, there's a crazy woman he, out there. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. He motions to uh, the desk. He brings the desk closer. He doesn't know what he wants. So there's water on there, but it's fucking deplorable conditions. It's so deli- like grossness. There's. Yeah. vessels of who knows what in them. Yeah. Uh, and so he like he brings the desk closer and then he starts investigating the back corner where the television set is. He's, oh, there's like a, a scene of Hawaii or palm trees painted yeah. on the wall. Like, yeah. <laughs> so he, yeah, he sees the spines of hundreds of like women's names. And it just, no, it's just like objectification uh, yeah. of what they were. And yeah. I, I oh, sometimes my my my, my t shirt yeah they're probably yes I know there were but the ones that were emerging were the ones that weren't because it right. just highlighted how fucking repulsive of a person he yeah. was and the disassociation that he must have had. Um, this is my next t shirt, calling it right now. Just those spines. So the spines, of yeah. The fucking offense. Just the yeah. spines of a stack of VHS. Yeah. Of just the spines. Like I remember a couple. You have to tell me how many you remember. Like. Uh, uh, one said, "One said blind." Yeah, uh, gas station I, redhead. Yeah, Irish <laughs> accent. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like just boiling down the woman that he targeted. He, this was the thing about her that he's into, or like as if these are categories on fucking Pornhub for him, right. and he wants to watch this video of him. It's so heinously yeah. horrific. Yeah. Uh, so 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 we see these names and and we don't we don't know what he's what he's done yet. We only know we, we can only assume that he's just right. And just just Long puts one in and he starts watching it, but then you see him pull the gun out of the thing. And and well, Justin Long is so disgusted and and repulsed. He's like, I'm gonna bring a swarm of cops down on here. You're fucking disgusting, right? And also, here's a moment that this is another turn in the story here where where. Justin Long's character still believes that he's a good person. Uh, yeah. He, he, he still hasn't, like, accepted the fact that he's done that horrible thing he's been accused of, and he still mm-hmm. he still fully believes that, that, that she's in the wrong. Um, and so he just he just pulls a gun out, and I, I expected him to shoot Justin Long, and he blows his brains out. Um, like I said, I guessed nothing right in this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, so now Justin has a gun. AJ has yeah. a gun. So, uh, yeah, he gets out. And so he, he gets out of the tunnels, but yep. so it's, it's nighttime now. Uh, and so the mother leaves to, to look for Tess. And this is where Tess, uh, ends up running her over with the car. You know, Tess shows up the car and she pins right. her to the fucking house. Pins her to the house. She goes and in and then gets she, him and they they reconvene and then they run off. She gets okay. She gets to the basement. And he accidentally shoots her. Oh right. <laughs> in the stomach because he just uh, he he's hears just, the whatever and so yeah, he he's just shoots. panicking right. And then he finds her. He's like, oh, oh no, oh no, oh my god, I I, I had to. You know, he's like the, yeah, he's like defending. Yeah. He's like 
apologetic, but yeah, not. It's like, it's like, all right, I'm going to pick you up, and I'm going to rescue you. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Andre takes them to a safe space. Yeah, they get out. The mother's gone. The mother's gone. And so they just start running. And so she says we can go. She knows where to go because yeah. Andre said the water tower is the water uh, tower, where they're yeah. at. So they go towards it, and that's where AJ finds him. He's like, come on inside. And so they're inside yeah. like a church, I think, an old church. Yeah. And this is where like, there's a moment of rest where they're talking right. about shit. And this is where we get to find out what has been going on, where where Andre fills us in that, um, you know, not only is he a serial killer, which is which was the obvious guess, but he's been raping and impregnating these women and then raping and impregnating his children with these women and then their yeah. children and yeah. and that this this the mother uh character is the result yeah. of, the, of of <laughs> Yeah, Andre's of, like, you know, whenever you make a copy of a copy of a copy, yeah. it re you know, things get a little wonky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like how they just like glaze over explaining why she is the way she is. Yeah. Now it's only from the the eighties seemingly and so yeah. there's only a few generations that could be there the mother i would assume yeah. is like at least in her 20s and so one would presume like okay yeah. maybe like this has happened a couple times but whatever that's not yeah, yeah. really relevant how many <laughs> generations is, is, a, right, right, is right. a disgusting question to have answered <laughs> I know, so, yeah. so let's not answer the question um no. so what's so, so what's so great about this next part is is I love this, um, part. this is this is this is one of those malignant feel scenes where <laughs> yeah where where AJ just asked the obvious question. Well, if she comes out and hunts at night, how are you safe here? And he's like, "Well, I've been safe here for twenty years." And as he says it, she busts through the wall. Cool, <laughs> Picks him up, tears his arm off, and starts to beat him to death with it. As AJ uh, and and uh, Tess run away. It and was the, so great because it was like the timing, the comic timing of it. And again, yeah comedically trained actors or directors, like people that know comedy, that make horror, fucking know what they're doing. Yeah. And this is just another highlight, like Zach Krieger having that as their base. Oh, now sure. Do horror. The yeah. genre is blank. It's like a perfect stepping stone into horror. Jordan Peele's proved it. Zach Krieger fucking nailed it. Yeah. Uh, that moment, the timing of it was just so fucking perfect because it was just so out of the blue. <laughs> and he's like, he mentions it so innocently. And he's like, Oh, yeah, she hasn't been here in such a... And then it's just like, <laughs> boom, and he's like, oh! <laughs> and then yeah. the, gra the gratuitous violence of it to pull his arm off and then to and beat so him with it. <laughs> well, having, having her beat him with it is what gives them enough time to escape. So they're... Yeah. they're they're climbing up the water tower. I don't know what they think is going to happen here. Of course, I know they're, they're, they're of just, they they're... were cornered because it was barbed wire. They couldn't yeah. get up and over. So yeah. he's like, and here's the other thing: like the whole time, Justin Long's like had several instances where he's holding the gun or he's holding a knife and a, and a flashlight. He doesn't know how to wield any of them. He's uh, he's always yeah. fumbling with his shit yeah, yeah. nonstop. He, he like, drops they did the knife like gag. three times <laughs> the whole movie, and like yeah. he's just always has this like uh, this Nancy type uh, like. Tone, like inflection with how he's doing things because he's yeah. such an emasculate uh he's not a hero figure right. he is not the defender the strong man in these situations he's the flight response of all these situations yeah and so yeah he the, he leads them up the water tower and he's like come on we got to go hurry and he's not helping her he's yeah. running well ahead of her he's like come on let's yeah. go she's getting fucking shot gut shot and so then they get up there, but inevitably the mother's gonna get the up there gonna, too. Yeah, and and Tess Tess is is like laying down now because they can make it to the top. So she like falls down, and uh, and and the mother gets up there, and, J and Justin Long AJ just looks at Tess and goes, "Well, one of us has to get away, <laughs> and you're gonna have to slow her down." And he just grabs her by the leg, and this is this is where he like throws her like a frisbee. It was it was <laughs> weird how this scene was shot because you don't really see it, but you you definitely see her go off horizontally. Um, yeah, and you see the over the top the the Hans Gruber falling down yeah, from yeah. the top of the water tower. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and then the immediate shot right after it is the POV looking up from yeah, the water looking tower, up, descending, and she's coming straight down. <laughs> the mother. Spider-Man style, right? The <laughs> shot of the fucking mother popping down after her baby is yeah. so, again, as far as unexpected scenes or situations, that was, blew me out of the water. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, 
So just like, you know, a little punctuation mark on the fucking insanity of what happened. To always keep you guessing, to give you something new and exciting that you hadn't seen, that you never would have expected to sing, but that you absolutely loved and wanted after it happened and want more of it. Uh, I love that. It was... um, it was, it was that for me is like that's the malignant moments you know right. like where it does things like that the arm the timing like you said and yeah. then seeing this jumping uh he gets down to the to the pavement and somehow the mother cradled got, her to soften got, her got fall. got under soften her fall so so not only uh is so the tess mother is alive. alive but tess is also alive um, well, we don't know the mother. We, the mother's presumably dead. We see brains right. splattered. Yeah. And or, he's yeah. talking to Tess, and he's explaining himself. He's like, like, like I'm sorry, I, I had to. Like you it was you it. or me. And now yeah, that we're both, right? but I, we're both fine now. So let me just take you to, like, get you to a hospital since you survived somehow. And uh, and the mother just just hops up, and uh, she gets Justin Long's head, and this is the this is the great double eye gouge moment and then um, and splitting his head right and in half splitting his head in half yeah the uh little jeeper screamers reference was nice um, uh and so yeah she could she connects with tess and she's like this is like where it's like a little heartfelt where she's like emotionally like she's, she's like yeah Mom. yeah this is the most human moment of the movie where where the mother is cradling tess and yeah. like almost like petting her and and the and only she's thing... doing the thing that the breastfeeding video does. You you touch your mouth, you touch the baby's mouth. It's like to a, to a, to connect, to bond, to get the the connection for the breastfeeding to happen successfully. She's doing right. that with the baby, and that's what she can like. She can uh, emote. Right. She can say babe, bubba, or baby. Right. Uh, yeah, and uh, the gun happens to be right there because Justin Long keeps dropping it, and uh, <laughs> she just pulls it up, and we hear the gunshot as it cuts to credits. Yeah, uh, ending with uh, her walking away uh, with the water right. tower in the background and yeah. uh, Be uh, be My Baby, Bye Bye Baby. Uh, yeah. The song, perfect fucking closing song. Yeah. Completely intentional, part of the script. Wasn't yeah. something they thought of afterward. It's like, this is the this is this the, the, the other ex- exclamation mark on it. Um, yeah. Uh, movie was fantastic <laughs> it's just there's so many moments that it you know when it flips the script or it does something unexpected that uh it's it's new it's exciting it's not just your regular tried and true formulae type thing we just recently what was last week was last week or from first kill or no, no last week last was, week was uh, fire she will she will but then it was before orphan first kill before that those all have a there's unique moments but it's you kind of know what's happening it's a it's a not formulaic in the sense that it's like you understand it's just cookie cutter, but there's a certain rhythm and pacing to a lot of films that everyone follows the same kind of pattern. And this doesn't, this breaks that mold and does something new and creative changes the structure each moment from these act progressions in a unique way that gives better context or, or engagement with it. You know, there's other subtext that we had to get into the whole idea of, Detroit being this run-down, dilapidated piece of shit town now, or at least this area where this there's area, one this su- thing. This suburb, yeah. Yeah, this you know, uh, as far as the the racial type undertones that are kind of there or prevalent as far as gentrification. Yeah. Uh, the the big subtext was like the the male um, entitlement. Yeah. The male entitlement breeds uh, left unchecked. Um, you know, breeds uh, violence. And and like rot, it like rots away at yeah. um, you know, at things that otherwise would would thrive, um, and you know, and you see that over and over and over um, through the eyes of Tess. Um, yeah, and it's just, it's in Frank, you know, as this uh, perpetrator of heinous worst aspects of men and the degradation of women. Yeah. Uh, you see it existing in AJ in a different form, but that's it's more subversive and yep. uh, in the background and sort of innocuous with the way that just penetrates all of these other things and is, is you know, he's ambivalent towards yeah. them uh, or the, the objectification of them. And then yeah. you see like that see, all of he, those structures existing with the way that she interacts with Keith. Well, that, yeah, all of that is there yeah. and it's and, loaded in how they interact. Yeah. It's it's even in Keith, yeah. It's in his speech, they they have a so so she approaches him already in the house. They have a conversation where he says, "What if you were here first? 
would you have let me in? She says, absolutely not. And then he says, yeah, but if you did, I would have walked in and and been totally fine and comfortable, whereas, right. she, whereas she was afraid all the way up until this right. conversation. This conversation is where they finally, she finally loosens up and, and, and maybe kind of likes this guy, Keith. Yeah, well, and he does the whole duvet cover thing with the ghost and the right. rental yeah, wrinkles. Yeah. And I like, there's this romantic comedy aspect of it that, like, it makes you, wins you over a little bit. And there's a moment where they're look, looking at each other like, yeah. like are we going to fuck? Like, yeah. for a half a second. For like, a half a like, second. And you're, no, and, no, no, no. And like, you're like, you're like oh, my God. Real. <laughs> they, they, they can't because he's going to have to kill her later. <laughs> so it's just, uh, but, you know, as a woman, you are always, again, can't speak from experience. Right. But they, they're always weighing that and have to consider or themselves in this fragile positioning with a man in this situation. Like, they are at a, between a rock and a hard place, and at any moment, they're, they, you know, they, they uh, for the most part, wouldn't be able to defend themselves or do anything or stop him from doing something uh, heinous. I, uh, you know, like, it, and you put yourself in that situation you want to trust, but, like, you can't just outright do it. And so, like, yeah, he right. feels comfortable because if she did it, like, he would, because he he's feels a, comfortable. Nothing yeah. would happen to him. He could do whatever right. he wants. Right. But a woman can't walk through life like that. They're not able to or allowed to. They don't have right. that privilege right. that, a, that, that a man does. Exactly. And my, so I, so we, I, I talked to Anastasia about this, of course, and her and her, the exact thing she said was, uh, yeah, like if I'm alone in a room with a man, I have to ask myself, what do I do if this guy gets aggressive, physically aggressive, sexually aggressive, doesn't matter, um, you, you know, even verbally aggressive. What if he just starts like yelling at me for some reason? Like mm-hmm. she, she has to ask herself that question and think about and like look at the room is are there weapons i can grab is there an easy exit like she has to have these conversations with herself all day long as a woman a conversation i have never had with myself right sure. like how how do pe- people have to live like that is like it, i mean it's the whole reason that that we're all fighting for um you know for women to have rights and gays to have rights and trans people to have rights and and we want everybody to live as comfortably as as a white man right like that's sure. that's what it's all yep. about is like trying to like cuz you know people who have lived in in with fear for as long as they have you know they're not going to get to live like that but maybe their kids can and maybe those and maybe if not those kids maybe the kids after it like we're obviously fighting yeah. for future generations here but like that's what the it's fight is all, that's that's what the fight is all about Battle, is, yeah. is is having get, is getting it, to live your generational. life yeah getting to live your life without ever having that conversation with yourself how do i yeah. escape if this person attacks me <laughs> yeah it's it's gonna take a few more generations i think for it to be just like a hundred percent not questioned oh, yeah. because like I, I, you just think of like of the people that are you know anywhere from let's say in their 60s 50s to 70s you know whatever our parents age there's a there's plenty of progressive and accepting people that know that are on the right side of things is where we're trying to go as a society, but there's still an immense amount that are completely not that are fighting that tooth and nail. Uh, but the children are wiser for the most part, not all. Right. Some of them have already been indoctrinated and everything. And but the more and more that there are of the good, then the more likely are that their children will be able to continue and progress, and there'll be less and less and less of the awfulness that is in society until it's at a much more minimal level where it isn't a minority opinion of those that yeah. feel these, uh, these awful things where everyone will be in a much more right. comfortable setting. So as I said in the beginning, in my short, short review, Barbarian gives you so much more than this like action thriller horror that – that is also very funny. Like, I don't want to call it a horror comedy because when you do that, you kind of right. Put, no, put, you put it in a horror comedy box, and that's it's not. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's a it's horror. A, it's, Comedic it's elements horror. are there to yeah. kind of relieve you, to then also uh, get you uh, weakened, so that then when they frighten you again, yeah. it's going to hit you harder. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Bring um, your guard back down. So, yeah. so you so you get all of that, but you also get this this elevated level A twenty four esque. Uh, you know, subtext 
Um, yeah. So, so you know, excellent job uh, once again, Zach, in in the writing of this film. It was um, it was definitely uh, you know a fun ride, but also so so much to talk about. So much to talk about. Yeah, it's going to hit both of those groups of people. It's going to hit the people that want to like get into all the this handling a lot of the Me Too type stuff and uh, and men power dynamics maybe better or differently than men by Alex Garland did. Right. Um, all of those conversations and those kind of cinephiles will be into having those talks and listening and thinking about that, ruminating on it. But uh, then just the straight everyday Joe type viewer, Joe six pack as it were, is going to watch this and just have a sweet fun ass time watching right. some crazy shit because it's still a well-written constructed filmed fucking movie. Yeah. Uh, man. Yeah. Just, so. just a great job. Uh, I gave it an eight. Fun episode. Yeah, I also landed at an eight. Uh, it's definitely in top five. Um, yeah, looking top, at my top queue, five, sure and it's, it's up there. All right, next week on the podcast for the recently deceased, it's got to be Pearl. Uh, we we loved X so much. We t- we it was our second episode of this season, I think, or maybe it was even last season. No, it was last it? season because we, oh, we, we, we double featured X with, with porno. With porno, that's right. So yeah, so check out X. Check out our episode of X. Go see Pearl in the theaters this weekend, and then come watch us uh, talk about Pearl next week, Tuesday at 8. Um, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, all that jazz. And don't you say something? No, boy, I didn't say anyway. But <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. how, do, how do you always close? You always close the same way. Well, yeah, you usually close the same way, but it leads into me then saying, you usually say, and we'll see you next oh. time, and then I say, take care. And then, and, and then you say, and then you I say, say something. Then I you say, say for the next. podcast, for, for you. Oh, for right, podcast, right. For the podcast, for the recently deceased, I'm Nate Roberts. <laughs> I'm Rodney Godek. Take care. And we'll see you next time.